Hello, my name is James Kelly and welcome to season two of Your True Self. Yes, we've already finished with 10 episodes in season one. We looked at, you know, the beginning of my story and my life. Uh, we looked at things like A Course in Miracles, A Course of Love, Anthony Domello and Awareness. We had a couple of guests. We had Katja Vasconcelos, we had Juliana Kurokaya and we really had an exploration together as to what is our true self and just really an introduction and a basis of that. And now in season two, we're going to build on that and look inside ourselves a bit more at our true self. And we're going to call season two self-coaching. And self-coaching is really how we talk to ourselves, how we relate to ourselves. And we can all relate to self-coaching. You know, the term coaching is very popular. And of course, that is generally used when you're coaching clients. And we'll have coaches on in this episode. We'll be interviewing them and how they use self-coaching in their life. So we're going to take a deep dive into self-coaching because we're that's basically a deep dive into yourself. And I'd like to start off and introduce the subject by saying Perhaps there is two inner coaches. Maybe we can listen to one of two coaches. Some of you might say, well, that's not true for me. It seems like I've got lots of inner coaches that I could be listening to. They all seem like very different voices, but perhaps they can be both split into a coach that is based on fear, a coach that is based on love, and of course, you now say, well, okay, that, that sounds like a good idea. And we also now say, well, it's easy to tell the difference. But a lot of spiritual paths would say it's not that easy to tell the difference between what we think of is based on love or a coach that's loving and a coach that's based on fear. Because we kind of grew up listening to a particular voice that we consider to be loving and then discover later on that really having my own best interests, thinking about myself and wanting almost to think of particular people in my life as being um, special to me and that is what love means. We now look at that when we're later on in life and go, well, that actually wasn't anything to do with love. You know, possessing that person or, or being close to that person and somehow holding on to them and having our lives uh, dependent on each other in a way that's based on insecurity or a way that's based on I love you and therefore you need to be close to me and the expectations and demands we put on relationships with those we, we so-called love. Maybe when we're doing all that, we're listening to a coach that's telling us, how we should behave in a world that is separate, where we're alone and we need to basically um, connect with other people in a way that fills up our lack, fills up our needs. And all that, I think, you know, can be seen as a coach that is fearful inside ourselves. But of course, I think it can never ever be completely 
that the other coach, the coach for love, isn't present in our lives at all times, coaching us in a different way. Because I think even with what we're talking about there is, you know, so-called kind of special or love relationships where that other person is special to us and we have to have them in our life as close to us as possible so that we feel good, there is behind that a recognition of love, a recognition that there is some connection, there is a relationship with love that is present, even if it's only present for a short time in that relationship, that we've allowed ourselves to feel and experience a deep love and of course, at that point, we're listening to love itself. We're being coached by love. And of course, we try and hang on to that. We try and, and, and keep that the same and not let it slip away. And of course, that is then the coach for fear coming in because love can never really slip away. We cannot really lose love and we don't have to hang on to it. And we realize all that when we do start listening to a different inner coach. That coach will tell us that we're not separate from the world in the way we think we are. It isn't that we have to hold on to things or we'll lose them. That we have a relationship with the whole world and everyone in it. And I was just exploring a little bit of that this week. Um, maybe listening to my coach for love and it was saying that you know when we meet someone this is from a, a course of love which you could say that sounds like a good title in the sense of having been coached by love when you're reading that book and it was saying really you know when you meet someone else ask yourself what is it that you know about the spirit of the other person or about the soul of the other person and that's really saying that once we connect too deeply to our own selves, somehow we're already then connected to other people. And it's we're aware of other people in a different way. We can connect to their soul, to who they truly are. And we can know that love in a way that goes beyond thinking that we only know them because of what we find out as far as information about separate people and what who they are in terms of them being a separate person. But we can know the essence of them. We can know the spirit of them. And rather than though uh, put it into words, it was saying that, of course, if we start putting different words on are what we know about the spirit of another person you know some person's spirit we might think of as being courageous uh, some other people as being vulnerable or loving or we, we start to put words on it then we start to make differences between that person and another and it really is talking about you know what do we know about the spirit of the other person from our hearts uh, and that the language of our heart is one of um, connection, is one of relationship, it's, it's one of communion or joining with the other person. And that goes beyond words. For me, it's this non-verbal um, recognition that I am in relationship to everything, not just other people, but I'm just looking at this 
I was going to say beautiful plant, and that's putting an attribute on it as beautiful, but I'm just really aware that I'm connected to everything in this room that I'm looking out at. I'm really connected to the computer and the microphone in ways that are a heart connection. And if I start listening more to my inner coach, my inner coach will tell me that I'm not alone. It will show me the connections that have always been there. And I guess the question always comes down to then, you know, do we want that? Are we ready for realizing that love we can experience at any moment, that we don't have to have special people in our lives to be loved? Are we ready to let go of listening to that voice of fear that we have listened to for so long that's built up this individual separate self that we're looking after, we're taking care of, and we're interacting with other separate selves. And are we really ready uh, to let that go, to say goodbye to fear? And of course, that's a, a choice to do that. And I think, I, for me, my experience is we do choose 100% to say goodbye to fear at certain times during our day. And at other times, we're, we're saying hello to fear and we're welcoming that voice or indulging it or entertaining it. I think there, for me, what I sense within myself is that it's, it's, it was kind of okay until now to go back and forward, choosing fear, choosing love, back again, forward, choosing between fear and love, listening to one inner coach at one point, another inner coach at another point. But for me now, I'm looking at, you know, at what point does it really value, uh, of value to me to listen to a coach of fear? Why wouldn't I always listen to the voice, the coach that has my best interests at heart? And I guess the reason for that is because it's so radically different. You know, am I ready? My best interests really are not separate from anyone else. When I listen to my inner coach for love, I don't really get to build up an individual self anymore. I don't really get to have my own thoughts in the same way, my own private world, my own life becomes a whole different level of sharing with other people and connecting with other people and valuing relationship with everything and every person around me. And that's such a big step. I suppose we can't really stop listening to one voice or one coach and to another until we have some idea at least what we're getting into on the other side. So I guess the process is gradual and I'm just wondering Right now, is there going to be a point where you just really, that other coach disappears? I think that's the way I would like to look at it, is that not you make it, can make a choice to stop listening to the other coach, but somehow you wake up and there only is one inner coach. And that inner coach is such a loving inner coach that's there naturally with you during the day, and that's true. And there just isn't that other voice anymore. But that may never come. 
that may just be a dream. That may just be a goal that is not going to happen. But what I see for this season two is a goal to become really clear of the two inner coaches that we have and how much we're listening to one rather than the other. And that sometimes we need to be aware of how much we're indulging one and not really making an active choice to say, no, I don't want that anymore. In fact, I'll just end with a story here about uh, last weekend. I was being aware, it was a Saturday, and I was going to, my partner, Katja, uh, who you probably remember from season one, episode two, we were going for a walk together, and I just realized that I was listening to an inner critic that was saying, it was a Saturday morning, and what happened to start with was I was saying a few things and Katya wasn't hearing me and she was saying, you know, what was that you said and can you repeat that? Or And I was thinking I was saying things clearly and I was thinking, well, you know, she's not listening. And it was, I realized I was starting to build up this grievance and holding on to this little slight or this... I was listening to a coach who was saying that, you know, she's not really uh, paying attention. So she doesn't really care. And why should you have to repeat yourself when you've said something clearly? And so I noticed that I was listening to a coach that was going to build some grievance already. You know, we're preparing to go for a walk. And it's a beautiful day. We're going to spend time together in the mountains. And yet I'm starting to hold on to grievances. And I realized if I start keep listening to this inner coach, this is going to spoil my whole relationship, my whole day for the, that relationship for that day that I'm building. And I decided just to stop it. Stop listening to that voice that wanted to build a grievance because Katya wasn't uh, he, hearing me and she was asking me to repeat. And actually, once I dropped it and just let it go, it was really a conscious decision to be aware what I was listening to in my mind. Actually, after that point, I can't remember ever having to repeat for the rest of the day anything. Uh, you know, I just dropped it. And then I, I realized then that my inner coach was wanting to pick up on something else. And it was that, you know, when I said something to Katya and it would be something about maybe the environment around us, uh, something being beautiful or something being... A particular way you know of course and that was my evaluation uh catch's evaluation would often be different so she would even take the opposite view or the opposite evaluation or analysis of the situation and of course i normally love having you know oppo seemingly opposing views to be open to both sides of the situation because i like sometimes going to one extreme to another but what I realized that, again, some irritation was coming up that why wouldn't she agree with my evaluation? Whether it was, you know, just as something as simple as the way I'm seeing the environment around me or it could be something more complicated as the way I'm seeing a relationship or a situation and we're just discussing it. And then I realized then I'm doing it, I'm listening to an inner coach again that is just wanting to complain and see uh, differences in a way that's separate. And then I just thought, well, you know, I'm just going to enjoy 
whatever wherever that other person is you know why would i have this expectation that they need to join me where i am with my evaluation so i laughed at myself that morning you know and i consciously decided to choose an inner coach that was going to coach me in a way that built a loving relationship or at least didn't let any grievances or slights or differences in evaluations come between us that we were just really being present to each other and being present to our relationship in a way that wasn't spoiled by listening to a coach an inner coach that's going to build differences it's going to see grievances that's going to hold things and want things to be different than they are and I think we always have that um, choice and we always have two coaches to listen to during our day and so I hope this is you know helpful introduction and we're going to have other guests coming on in season two to talk about how they use self-coaching and some of these people will be coaches and how they use that in their lives and I think this is relevant to, to everyone as well as coaches so welcome to season two which is all about self-coaching thank you i'm james kelly <laughs>